This podcast is brought to you by Orthos Health. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We have been going through a series of podcasts about the immune system, and we are following the acronym LEAN, and that stands for Lifestyle, Exercise, Attitude, and Nutrition. And the podcast that we did prior to this was on lifestyle. And if you missed that one, go back and listen. There's a lot in there about stress, substances, and sleep. So go back and and check that one out if you haven't heard that one yet. Some of what we talk about today will overlap with that one a little bit. But today we're going to talk about exercise and you know, we could go on and on with the benefits of exercise, but I'm going to try really hard to just keep this focused in on the immune system today. So let's go ahead and get started. And first, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the, the biology, the benefits of it. I want to talk about stress, how, it re- how exercise um, combats stress. I want to talk about how exercise helps us to heal our body if we do come in contact with bacteria or viruses, that type of thing. And then I want to kind of wrap up with what we should be doing and give you some examples of some things that you can be doing, even if you are at home right now during the COVID COVID shutdown. So let's just talk for a minute about the benefits of exercise to your immune system. So one thing is that physical activity is actually going to help flush out the bacteria that is in our lungs and our airways, that type of thing. So we may be thinking, oh, that's perfect because right now with the coronavirus, we know that that is attacking the lungs and that will help with your lungs. But I want you to know that just doing this is going to help all over your body, not just specifically respiratory, but we absolutely want to be building our respiratory muscles because that will help us if we do get infections in our lungs. Exercising is going to change the way that antibodies and our white blood cells help us. So if you remember back to high school biology and learning about all the different types of cells, and I won't go too much into that, but we know that the white blood cells are the ones that are helping our body fight when we are coming in contact with bacteria and diseases, that sort of thing. We want them strong and we want them circulating throughout our body. They are the ones that are going to fight for us. They're just going to help kill off the the diseases, attack the things in our body that we do not want there. So a theory is that while we are moving, our blood obviously is circulating more rapidly, and thus we're able to get those white blood cells moving more throughout our body, and they're able to locate those cells that are holding on to, for example, a virus. Again, not to get into too much uh, science, but these viruses need a cell as their host, right? So that's what they're living on, hanging on to. But the viruses or the cells will also make a little, almost like a little flag known to say, hey, there's something here that shouldn't be here. And the white blood cells are going to come and attack that. So we want our fighter cells flowing freely through our body looking for those cells that are being intruded by a virus, for example, okay, by anything. But I'm, I want to keep this specific today, especially with the coronavirus happening. If they're able to detect these damaged cells or cells that are being compromised, they're able to start fighting that off early, okay? 
So that's pretty important. Also, when we exercise, we have a rise in our body temperature. And it's not long. It may be, you know, only a few minutes, but our body temperature will rise. And then even after we're done working out, it will stay risen for a little while. You guys can see this by even just looking at your, your skin and seeing that it's a little bit more red after you're done with a workout. We know that bacteria have a hard time surviving in heat. So this is one of the reasons why when we're sick, we get a fever. That's our body trying to kill off the bacteria, the virus, the thing that doesn't need to be there. So when we raise our body temperature, when we exercise, we help eliminate some of that spread, all right? So that's another important benefit to exercising. Exercise will also slow down our release of stress hormones. And as I mentioned before, our last podcast was on lifestyle and the immune system, and we talked a lot about stress. And if you remember, I told you all of these things are very interconnected, but exercise has a huge part to play in how we deal with stress on a daily basis, and especially when we're living in these kind of high stress times like we are presently. So if you've been with me while we've been talking about stress at all, you know that we mention the hormone, the chemical of cortisol. And that's something that is released when we need it. It was designed for our fight or flight state. So when we, our body experiences stress, the cortisol is released and it helps us to just become more alert. And we've talked about we don't want to live in that state of alertness for too long of a time. That will burn, uh, burn out our adrenals. So we don't want to stay there. But we know that that is what's happening in our body. And I want to point something out to you that could help you with that. As I have been researching for this, one of the things that has become very interesting to me is that our body will naturally produce this cortisol, you know, not at a very high level, but it will produce cortisol early in the morning. And the time, the magic number the research has is 6 a.m. Now, I don't know for sure that that is necessarily right at 6 a.m. on the dot, but around the morning time, our bodies were designed with this extra burst of cortisol, most likely from an evolutionary standpoint of getting up early to get done what we needed to do with the day. That makes sense, right? So we want to kind of use this little burst to our advantage. That is a great time to go ahead and get some exercise in because we have that. So here is what getting in that exercise early will do for us in return. When we experience those high rises in cortisol, we are actually able to more quickly reduce the stress when it's coming from something negative. Exercise has the ability to help us stabilize so that when we're getting that spike, it can help us calm back down. So something that I want to mention to you is when you are doing exercise, try and see if you can have fun with it. One thing that I would recommend, especially while you're home, is just dancing, putting on music and dancing around and being silly. You can do this if you've got kids at home um, with your spouse. Try some ballroom dancing. Who cares if you do it well or not? My husband and I have been known lots of times to 
move furniture out of the way and dance in the house. And um, our children have done that with us several times. And that's just a lot of fun. And we don't do it well. We've never claimed that. But several things are happening. One, we're just enjoying being together and we're laughing. And that is producing endorphins that make us feel good. And then the physical act of actually moving is also producing endorphins that make it make us feel good. So see if you can do some sort of exercise that's going to incorporate some of those good endorphins. I don't want to go too far down this, this trail here, but there have been a lot of studies that show that exercise, that movement, can be almost used as an antidepressant. And some of us right now during this time, you may feel kind of trapped or secluded, and that's sort of messing with how you're feeling mentally. And if that's you, then that is what the next podcast will be about. So you'll definitely want to catch that one. But again, since this is all so integrated, I want to mention that exercise is something that has been known to help with that. So we definitely want to try and get that in because we need those good endorphins. We need them all the time, but we especially need them right now. The other thing that is really interesting about exercise is the way that it helps our body to actually fight and heal itself. So episodes, maybe one, two, three, I believe of this podcast, we talk a lot about the body and its ability to heal itself. And we talk a lot about the heart in those episodes. But one of the main things that's touched on in all of those is the endothelium. And if you haven't listened to those, I just want to mention really quickly what the endothelium is. It's actually located inside of our blood vessel. It's about a cell layer thick. So it's very, very thin, but there's a lot of it. So it's the lining of our blood vessels. If we opened them out, they would fill up tennis courts, okay? We, we have a lot of that. And inside that little teeny tiny area, we have chemicals, and one of them is called nitric oxide. And when we are moving, the nitric oxide is released, and that is actually what helps us fight infections, diseases, bacteria, that sort of thing. That is the chemical that helps our body repair and stay healthy. So when we are exercising, the first thing that happens is that our blood vessels dilate. They get bigger. Um, imagine a garden hose with water running through it. That is something we want. We want our blood vessels open with our blood moving. We want that because we want nutrients and we want oxygen to get to all of the rest of our organs. But specifically when it relates to the immune system, as I mentioned earlier, we want our white blood cells circulating and identifying what needs fighting in our body, what needs help. So I'm trying to put these in, in really simplistic terms, but I hope that you can almost just like imagine these little Pac-Men just going very quickly through your body, looking for who they need to, to gobble up, okay? <laughs> so the next thing that happens when we get our blood vessels dilated is that the blood moving quickly 
works in friction over the vessels. And if you've listened to the others, you've heard this before, and I'm kind of rubbing my hands together. You can't see it, but can you hear that noise? That's the friction of your blood moving quickly over your, the vessels, and that rubbing or friction is going to cause the body to release that nitric oxide. So that nitric oxide, again, that's a chemical that's going to help your body fight whatever it's coming in contact with. And what's interesting about this nitric oxide is that it is specifically designed for your body and your needs. So no pharmaceutical is especially designed for you. We can come close and we can guess by maybe your weight, your gender, your age, those types of things. But this nitric oxide is specifically designed for whatever in your body needs healing at that time. So that's pretty cool. Our bodies know when we've come in contact with something that's going to take us out of homeostasis. And that word homeostasis just means normal, like our, our base pace. So our body is always trying to get us back to normal. So when it recognizes that something is out, it wants to attack it and get rid of that. So I'm going to bring all this full circle. The more that we can help our body, the more efficient it will be for us. We can help our body by releasing that nitric oxide. We can release that when our blood vessels are open and dilated and friction is coming through. And we can do that when we start exercising, which is also gonna give us, again, those good endorphins to make us feel good. So I think that, um, that those right there are a lot of really great reasons to go ahead and to exercise. I want to tell you sort of what we're looking for when I say exercise. There are about three different components that you should be aiming for. The first is strength. We definitely want strong muscles and strong bones. Sometimes women say, oh, I don't, I don't want to be big. I just want to be thin. Well, women especially really do still need that strength training because we want that bone density. We want our bones to be thick and healthy and strong. So strength training is very important. Endurance, that's the one that most likely comes to our mind. That would be our cardio, our walking, jogging, bike riding, swimming, that sort of thing. We definitely need that because that is the one that we've just been talking about that's going to help us release that nitric oxide that we want. And then the third is flexibility and stretching. And that's really important just for our muscles. We want to keep them limber. We don't want them to be too tight. We're going to be more prone to injury if that happens. And so that would be one that maybe you don't spend a lot of time doing, but I would recommend to do it, especially at the end of your workout. And some people still like to do it at the beginning. Some people want a more active stretch, but either way, see if you can incorporate some type of stretching and flexibility into your routine. I am a yogi. <laughs> So before I start my day on most days, I just do about one song. I'll go to Spotify, I'll put on a song, and I'll do one song's worth of yoga before I just start my, you know, kind of meditation, morning routine time. That's not considered a workout, but that's just getting some blood flowing, getting things loosened up inside the body. So that's just a very easy place to start. I'm going to talk about yoga in a minute here. A little bit more, but you know, the best exercise to do is the one that you will do. So, yoga is just a nice one to get started with. And when I talk about exercise, I want you to know this doesn't mean you know, hitting the gym and like 
pumping iron or running a marathon. It could be if that's where you are in this season, but you don't need that really, really rigorous or intense exercise to get the benefits that we're talking about here today. So for some of us, I mean, that's just getting started with going on a walk or a bike ride with our kids. And we have, have that time available to us, most of us, to do that. But um, golf, swimming, sometimes it's just getting out and moving and walking, breathing, that type of thing. I'm also going to tell you something. If you're, if you're like, no, I need something a little bit more structured, I'm going to throw out this idea to you and see what you think of this. If you guys have heard the, of this, um, these HIIT workouts, high-intensity interval training, Another one is Tabata, and that is the name of a, um, an Asian doctor who kind of came up with this routine. But you can go onto your Spotify and look for Tabata playlists, and how it will work typically is that you will choose six, maybe eight exercises that you want to do. And they don't have to be challenging. They, they, in fact, they shouldn't be. They should be fairly easy to do. Examples, jumping jacks, squats, lunges, push-ups, sit-ups, squat jumps, high knees, those type of things, <clears throat> you're gonna, the music will cue you and you're going to do that for 20 seconds, really, really all out, like as fast as you could go for 20 seconds. And then you'll stop for 10 seconds, do nothing, breathe. And then you'll do that again for another set of six to eight, depending on what you set up, right? But for, let's just say six times. And then after you've gone through that little 30 second routine six times, you'll do it again and choose another exercise. So what would this would look like for the sake of time is if you choose your one exercise and you do six rounds of that for 30 seconds, 20 on 10 resting, right? That's three minutes of one exercise. And if you do six exercises for three minutes each, that's 18 minutes. And if you were to put a one minute break in between each of those six exercises, that's 24 minutes. And even if you added up, added in a warm up or a cool down, you have still done less than 30 minutes. But those 30 minutes that you had would be that high intensity level if you're going all out during those little 20 second bursts to get that nitric oxide flowing. So look for that. That's something that you can do for home if you've never done that before. And then I told you I wanted to come back around to yoga. I'm yoga certified, so I love yoga. I, I love, love the high-intensity stuff too, but I think that, you know, there's a place for both of them. But especially if you're just getting started, there are so many resources online right now. And that's one of, I feel like, one of the benefits of everybody being at home and gyms closing down. There are a lot of people that are giving away a lot of really, really great material for free. So just see what you can find if this may be a fun time to learn some yoga. And let me break this down for you and make it even simpler. If you're new to yoga, there's something called a sun salutation, and it's a couple different poses. It's a flow of poses. And if you can learn just that one flow, you can do those at your own pace. You can do them really, really, really slowly, or you can add up to, build, to do them quickly which will get that endurance part of a, of a workout in still doing yoga, still using your, um, getting your strength training in and your flexibility. So like I said earlier, the best one to do is the one that you will do, but just try to move. And while you are moving, I would encourage you try to smile when you get to that, 
point where you're thinking, oh, I just can't do it anymore. Smile, just smile. Your brain will just signal happiness and endorphins just by doing that simple little thing. So I hope that this was encouraging to you. Our next podcast is going to be on attitude and how attitude affects the immune system. I am looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. I hope that this is beneficial for you today. And as always, I hope that you leave today healthier than you were yesterday. I'll see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by Orthos Health. For more information, visit orthoshealth.com.